Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Jason Dedeker teach me a born and raised atheist. Atheist? A- atheist. That's what I'm trying to say. All You're about drunk the Bible. already. No, I'm sorry. Already. I was, yes, I was trying to make a cross with my hands, and I hit myself in the nose with my like fingernails, and then Jace hit his, <laughs> he was doing the same thing and hit his microphone, and it was just like, it was the wrong dance to do, basically, is what we found out. Today's a little bit of a cursed day, slash blessed day. I mean, not, not yeah. to give too many spoilers or anything, but I do think Jesus is going to die today, but also he's going to undie yeah. in the same day. Mm. Yeah, I was talking to my partner about this a little bit because I was like, yeah, Jesus is going to die tomorrow. And I was like, I just don't really get it. And he's like, well, he's the Lamb of God. And, you know, everyone was into sacrifice back then. And so Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice. Was into sacrifice back then. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Was into sacrifice back then. And so instead of killing an animal, they decided to kill God's one true boy. And yeah. And then (laughs) I guess we're all like not sinning anymore. Although a lot of people are. Well, hold. Okay, hold on. We need to back up a little bit. Yeah, okay. Okay. When your partner said that to you, just, oh, he's the lamb of God. Everyone was into sacrifice back then. Instead of sacrificing Mm -hmm. an animal, we sacrificed God's one true boy. Uh, Then did you understand no. <laughs> I think Were you it, like, no. oh, that's a good satisfactory answer? I <laughs> no, like I that. mean, that's that's the answer that I've heard. It's just kind of like, mm. I don't know, because, because hell still exists and all of those things. So like still sin exists. So what are we actually doing here? <laughs> what are we actually doing <laughs> actually here? actually doing here? Yeah. I mean, that is a great question for this show in general, I think. What? What are we doing here? Well, okay, yeah. let me just say that in saying that, I, it just really has reaffirmed how much I love this show and doing this show because, again, I feel like Emily's line of thinking and questions really helps to disrupt all of the stuff that I took for granted <laughs> mm, growing right. up. Yeah, you know, yeah, that you never, you never questioned. Yeah. yeah, that it really does help to be like, oh, yeah, some of this stuff doesn't quite logically follow you do have to go through a particular set of steps and maybe some backbends and, uh, you know, I don't know, other things that gymnastics do mentally yes. in order to make it all make sense. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I. So what I would say, and this is a tall order for all of okay. us. Okay. But if we can approach this final episode of Matthew and also the next Several three, several months yeah, of all the Gospels that we're going to be reading. Yeah, three Gospels. To try to take all of that stuff that, you know, your partner told you, that we were raised with, that you've heard roundabout, and throw it in the garbage. Okay. And just, like, try to see what it actually says. And I, I have a feeling it's going to be very little. Yeah. Or maybe confusing. Yeah. Somewhere in between. Well, I am confused. And confusing. 
Because that's the thing. Like, I I don't have as much baggage as all y'all do. So I'm trying to take what little I know about why this was done and then parse it mm-hmm. with what I've read. And the two don't really line up as well as maybe <laughs> everyone told me it would. But that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. We're going to, you know, I'm, I've got three more times to read this story, this whole ding-dang story. Sheer, yeah. sheer mere exposure effect and sheer repetition. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Just who knows? <laughs> who knows what's going to come maybe. out mm-hmm. by the time we're at, right. you know, time number four reading through this story. Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, Emily, I think you're at a really great place in terms of not knowing those things. And I would say don't try to square it with what you think you've maybe heard from people and instead okay. just try to be the person who has the freshest eyes in the room. And I, I am. Yeah. See see what there is, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I mean, sounds good. I will do my best. And then of course there will be a quiz. So Yeah. Yeah. We all two. forgot about the fact that there was a quiz until Two minutes Thank ago. you, Rocket On. Thank you. That was what I was thanking you for in the chat for telling us that we needed to have a quiz. And then I was like, wait, yes. crap, Jace, do you have a quiz? <laughs> yeah. So he's pulling one out, pulling one yeah. out. There yeah. will be a quiz for bonus. I'm going to do my best to find a quiz that um, also is... doesn't have all of that stuff inlaid right. in there. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be the challenge. Right. That is just a quiz on, on the facts of what actually happened in this book and what Good we said in this that. book. Yeah, uh, I've I've got a couple here that I think will be good. Okay, you know, some of our old classics, funtrivia.com yeah. and bibletrivia.co.uk. You know mm. the usual suspects here. Okay, uh, there's some that I eliminated because they're much too much based in how you interpret things rather than just what happened. But we'll see. It, I may have missed. I may have missed some. But I think I think we're good. So, what are you two drinking for this momentous day? Oh. This day of biblical proportions. Sure, I will start. I decided to be like Emily, and I made myself a beautiful drink with butterfly pea gin. Ooh. So it's so beautiful and purple it is beautiful. Or, or pink or, or something. It kind of started purple, and then when I put the tonic in here, it became yeah. more of a pink. Correct. So I'm just doing a gin and tonic. Nice. But with uh, some nice, cute, pinky purple gin. Yeah, it just changes based on the pH of whatever it is that you're putting in there. Because it usually yeah, starts, so, yeah, more indigo, and then it can go more pink or purple based on whatever you throw in there. Yum. Yeah, and because tonic, the carbonation in it, I think, mm-hmm. makes it slightly acidic. And so yeah. I think that's why it made it turn more pink. Very cool. Love it. Science. Science. I'm just drinking a protein shake because oh. today I'm going to get drunk oh. on power. Okay. Actually. Oh, wow. My own strength. I just... You know, been in lyric class. I've been pumping a lot. I you could have I, thrown some alcohol in there. That would have been into fun. a protein shake. Like what I don't know, alcohol would go with a protein shake. Vodka would probably be the least offensive. Be like a white Russian, but there you go. Beefy, a beefy white Russian. Ew. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe Dedeker, if you're not done with it by the time we're done with this, you can think about Just it. Do a little top off. There you go. Top. There you go. Um, okay, well, I, I actually did do something kind of exciting for the occasion. I made what I affectionately call the blood of Christ. It's just a raspberry gin fizz um, with grenadine, raspberries, lime juice, and then aquafaba. All the favorites. <laughs> All your yes. favorites. Yes. Exactly. But then I also topped it with a little bit of soda water, my Topo Chico, and it actually did create like this really hefty fizz. So I guess that's science too. <laughs> like I think the point 
often I don't get as much fizz as I want with the aquafaba, but mm, putting the soda true. water in there as well like made it really intense, as you can huh. see from this. So it's very fizzy and it's very well, good. Welcome to Drunk Science Study, everybody. Mm-hmm. We're all learning something. We're learning things. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Christ's blood tastes great. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Amazing. Oh, mm. the time is upon us. Okay, yes. Here okay. we go. Let's, I'm a let's get into this. I know, yeah. right? Okay. This is it. This is our last chapter of the book of Matthew, or last two chapters, rather, of the book of Matthew, chapters 27 and 28, as we're finishing out hot Christ summer. And then we're going to move into cool Christ fall and winter. I don't know. Mm. We'll have to come crisp, up with crisp Christ fall. Mm. Crisp Christ. Okay. Good. Love that. <laughs> Love that for us. Yes. All right. As we get started, we want to remind everyone to read responsibly and drink responsibly. You can drink along with us or you can listen to us while you're in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, it's time for Matthew 27. gonna miss this music yeah i know I, what, what's like a fall song like some windham hill sampler or something <laughs> you know what i'm talking about my mom loved that shit well we had so many copies of it at home so many <laughs> windham hill samplers so right. yeah we'll, we'll consider it we'll consider okay. what would be okay good. yeah matthew 27 now when morning had come all the chief priests and all the elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. Remember, he was arrested at the end of the last yeah. one after oh, I remember. he was betrayed. Okay, yeah. And they bound him and led him away and delivered him up to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Oh, the there governor. he is. Is that there who you played? Is. No. Did you, were you in this? <laughs> you I was in not this? in this. <laughs> okay. I was... I sang some songs from it at that concert where you sang some songs from it as well years ago at church. Oh, no. I sang from not this, not Jesus Christ Superstar. I sang Turn Back, Oh Men from... um, Godspell. Yeah, thank you. That's the one. And then the other song from Godspell. I get those two shows confused with each other because, you know... They're basically the the same. I mean, they're not the same, but kind of. Okay. Well, so, okay, before we even begin, I do think Pontius Pilate should be cast. Oh, also a key player. Is he a big deal? Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, Bob Odenkirk. Love that. Oh, yeah. We had floated Bob Odenkirk as Satan. However, I I just like like him. He's more of a pilot. pilot. Yes. From everything that I know, he had a really. Yeah. No, you're not into it? I do. Well, it's just that I did like him as Satan because remember, in this, Satan is a lawyer. And so, like, he's it's the, the only lawyer we know. Okay. However, I feel like the trope of Satan as, as like, a white guy in a suit is a little overplayed. Mm, okay. If you grew up on any kind of Christian media, which I did. Sure. He was, yeah. He was always a white guy in a yeah, suit. Yeah, white guy in yeah. a suit. Always a white guy in a suit to play Satan or to play the Antichrist. You know, mm. so. Okay. So, I like maybe reserving some other options for Satan. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah. Bring him in. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. We can bring him in. Let's bring him in. Let's bring okay. him in and we'll, see. We'll see how I'm it sure is. sure he'd yeah. do a great job. Yeah. Okay. Also, yeah. have we ever cast Jonathan Banks as anything who played Mike Ehrmantraut? Love him. 
Oh, yeah, he'd be a good one. I'll write him down. I'll put him on the list. Maybe not for this, but for something. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Pontius Pilate is here. And, okay, verse three. Then Judas, who betrayed him, when he saw that Jesus... Harry Styles. Remember, Harry oh, Styles right. is Judas. Right. Yeah. Okay, then Harry Styles, playing Judas, who betrayed him, when he saw that Jesus was condemned, felt remorse. What was he expecting? And... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Why would he do that? What an idiot. I'm sorry. Kids these days, you know? Did he think that Jesus was just going to be like getting a slap on the wrist from the the Jewish authorities and didn't think that the Roman authorities would get involved? Was he that stupid? That's possible, actually. That they were like, Mm. no, we just want to get this guy under control, teach him a lesson. Yeah. Little did he know. He saw that Jesus was condemned, felt remorse, and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned and that I betrayed innocent blood. But they said, what is that to us? You see to it. He threw down the pieces of silver in the sanctuary and departed. He went away and hanged himself. Dang. Yeah, yeah goodbye, rough. Harry Styles. Yeah, I heard that that happened. That is rough. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. The chief priests took the pieces of silver. So they're like, I guess we'll take these now. Right. They just kind of like (laughs) gingerly pick them up off the floor. Um, Awkward. Yeah. The chief priests took the pieces of silver and said, it is not lawful to bring them into the treasury since it is the price of blood. Go buy yourself something nice with it, I think is the (laughs) subtext there. They took counsel and bought the potter's field with them to bury strangers in. Oh. What? Huh. Yeah, I don't remember this part. Yeah. (laughs) They just casually leave it out. They bought the potter's field with these 30 silver pieces so that they could bury strangers, random people in it. That's weird. Huh. Okay. Okay, yeah. This is the, I mean, this, this is them literally laundering the money, right? In many different levels. Interesting. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that could be what's going on here. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, therefore, that field was called the Field of Blood to this day. Now, you know that Eugene's going to have a better name for it than oh, that. Oh, yeah. Is it? Is he? That's how the field got called Murder Meadow. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stop it. it. <laughs> Stop it, Eugene. No, uh, you're not allowed anymore. <laughs> helping or hurting, Eugene. Helping yeah. or hurting. <laughs> Yikes. Then, that which was spoken through Jeremiah, the prophet, was oh. fulfilled. Saying bullfrog, the bullfrog said, They took the 30 pieces of silver, the price of him upon whom a price had been set, whom some of the children of Israel priced. Did you say that? <laughs> He's really getting away from himself on this prophecy. And they gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord commanded me. I also don't remember that prophecy, but yeah, I really don't remember that no. one. No, to be fair, a lot of stuff didn't stick with us very well back then. Yeah. Jeremiah ranted and rambled quite a bit, so... He said a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody really had to, like, flip through Jeremiah and be like, look, there it is. We found it. (laughs) Now, Jesus stood before the governor. Governor. And the governor asked him, saying... This is Bob Odenkirk, potentially. Yeah. This was... Okay, this is the song. Which song? The Pontius Pilate sings, Are You the King of... Oh, well... Is that Herod? So Pontius Pilate does sing a song in Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. But it's 
like after all this has happened. Oh. He sings his song of like remorse for the fact that this happened or, or it's like a dream that he has prophesying this beforehand. I forget which, but it's talking about the event not at the same time it's happening. Like we don't see it happen. Okay. We, we get more of his introspection about feeling... Sad. Trapped. Like he had to go through with this when he didn't want to, I guess. Got it. Okay. Which is not how he is portrayed at all in the Christian church. And we'll see how Matthew does it here. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, Jesus stood before the governor and the governor asked him saying, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said to him, so you say. When he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he answered nothing. Then Pilate said to him, don't you hear how many things they testify against you? He gave him no answer, not even one word, so that the governor marveled greatly. Now, At the feast, the governor was accustomed to release to the multitude one prisoner whom they desired. They had then a notable prisoner called Barabbas. When, therefore, they were gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? In case you were confused about who I'm talking (laughs) about. That guy. (laughs) Yeah. For he knew that because of envy, they had delivered him up. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him, saying, Have nothing to do with that righteous man, for I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. Wait, Pilate's wife Wife. was like, nah. It said, don't. I've suffered many, what, nightmares because Yeah, this is a weird turn of phrase. Like, I've suffered, I've suffered all day, in a dream, like I dreamt that I had a whole day and I suffered through that day, like that happens. Because or I had a bad dream and I couldn't sleep and that's really made me tired and cranky today. So just F this guy. <laughs> Jeez. Well, or is she saying like, don't don't be the one to condemn him because mm-hmm. I've had these bad dreams? Interesting, maybe. A little unclear which. Yeah, I don't know. She just says having, have nothing to do with him. Yeah. Like, I think she's just saying, extricate yourself from this as quickly as you possibly can. Yeah. Sure. Sure, yeah, have nothing to do with him. Okay. So, suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. Now, the chief priests and the elders persuaded the multitudes to ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. Whoa. But the governor answered them, which of the two do you want me to release to you? They said, Barabbas! Pilate said to them, What then shall I do to Jesus, who is called Christ? They all said to him, Let him be crucified! But the governor said, Why? What evil has he done? But they cried out exceedingly, saying, Let him be crucified! Who's yelling? The crowd. Everyone. You know, everyone. Didn't they, like, help their... the people that were dying and stuff were dead already and like raised them up. You raised me up by Josh Groban. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of this gets fuzzy. For me, I definitely have some, you know, you know, I love my conspiratorial thinking. I definitely have my questions around how much has this been written in such a way to really make sure we drive home that like, oh, it wasn't the Romans who will later become the Roman Catholics. It was the Jews who really wanted mm. Jesus to die because that's convenient for us to Weird. pin it on the Jews. Not cool. You know, um, mm-hmm. I, like, I don't know. Because, yeah, it does seem, it's just from reading the text. I know that 
historians will have different insight into this, but just from reading the text, it is unclear. Because to me, when I'm following this story, I just think, oh, the Jewish authorities don't like him, but the people must like him. You know, he has this huge following. Yeah, he's like a a cool cult guy. Everyone loves him. But but who knows? But it's also unclear how much of a following he has. It could be a lot of people that still could not be enough. Right. Or did these chief priests, because it says the chief priests and the elders persuaded the multitudes to ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. Mm. And so who knows? Were they, was this crowd actually all people that they hired? to show up. Oh. Was Were they this... doing some real intense smear campaigns? <laughs> That's some real conspiracy stuff right there. Leading up to this point, like they waited for Jesus to leave town and then while he was off giving sermons on boats, they were really yeah. campaigning hard. Right, yeah. yeah. Did they did they make up some stories and get some people to come forward and give testimony about like, oh yeah, he healed me, but but like my foot's backwards now or, you know, some <laughs> something. <laughs> what? I don't know. Okay. Why why don't you continue? (laughs) So when Pilate saw that nothing was being gained, but rather that a disturbance was starting, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this righteous person. You see to it. That's convenient for Pilate there. Yeah. I'm unclear on... what the wife wanted. Happy wife, happy life. Am I right? (laughs) There you go. There you go. I am always curious about what Pilate's role actually is in this, like in the crucifying that happens. Yeah. Like, is he the one who actually remits the sentence? Because it doesn't seem like he is. It seems like he's maybe just there to do this ceremony of giving, like of pardoning somebody. Well, and why are the people telling everyone what to do? Why isn't it like somebody else with actual authority? The people are yeah. the ones who are like, crucify him. And they're like, okay. That's weird. Okay. Or, I don't know. Or maybe Pilate's just a little bit of a bitch in this situation where he's not... I mean, he's definitely a bitch. Or he's not being very authoritative, right? Right, like, yeah. Maybe he's worried about some job security here and is just like, <laughs> just listen to whatever the mob is because if the mob gets too angry, then that could be trouble for me. Has anyone ever deciphered the Bible in this way that we're doing right now? <laughs> no, Emily, okay. because as we know, the fact is that no one else has read the Bible but us. I know, I know. And all no of you out there who are listening. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so, uh, so he said, he washed his hands of this and said, I'm innocent of the blood of this righteous person. You see mm-hmm. to it. All the people answered, May his blood be on us and our children. Oh my uh, God. That's interesting. Okay. That's a weird way. Calm that's a down. weird thing for the crowd to say. Yes, right? yes it is. Yeah, that's a little much. That's a little, that probably was written in there afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, no, 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 we want it. We wanted it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this, to me, this sounds like maybe some post hoc anti-Semitism being mm-hmm. edited in where they're like, no, the Jews were like, yes, we get it. Blame it on us for the rest of eternity. Mm, right, right, right. Then he released to them Barabbas, but Jesus he flogged and delivered to be crucified. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole garrison together against him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. Oh yeah, I think I've seen that. Uh Uh-huh, in that movie that you saw, yeah. (laughs) They braided a crown of thorns and put it on his head and a reed in his right hand and they kneeled down before him and mocked him. Like a scepter? Yeah, I think they were kind of... Is that of, what it's supposed to be? Like, that's the idea. They're mocking him. 
right? Okay. So they put the little crown and put a reed in his hand as if it were a scepter, I think. Yeah. And they kneeled down before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, king of the Jews! They spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. When they had mocked him, they took the robe off him and put his clothes on him and led him away to crucify him. It's weird that they changed his clothes just for that and then swapped it back out. Yeah, that's random. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the end of my part of the sure. reading. I think verse 32 yeah. is where I should hand it off. Yeah, um, I forgot about this from my conversation with my partner yesterday, but I think that he said that his father used to like do, <laughs> you know, like they have Civil War reenactments and stuff. They had like a Bible, mm. like Jesus reenactment. So like yeah. Crown of Thorns. Like a passion play. Is yeah, like crown called. of thorns and flogging with like a cat of nine tails and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was common, really common. Why? Well, so you saw that movie, right? The Passion of the Christ. Yes, I, I did. I somehow did. It's just I did see that movie. Little did you know that that movie is actually a movie based on a play, and by play I mean a thing that Christian churches that do. like, like every. Okay, maybe this is too sweeping of a statement, but this is an extremely common practice, especially around Easter time, to do a passion play. Weird. Yeah, I think I only ever went to one church that did this, and it was not a particularly gruesome reenacting of it. Mm -hmm. Um, You only have so much budget in church. Sure, sure. But most of the churches that I went to growing up did not do this, actually. So I don't know how, how widespread this practice is. Oh, I I yeah. watched a passion play at freaking summer camp. Yeah, I figured that that would be a thing that well, you did, Dedeker. I watched yeah. a camp, a teenage camp counselor get crucified. Yeah, you but somebody you whose mother like church. took. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Whose mother like took them to <laughs> the Passion of the Christ, like in a big outing, <laughs> and wept through the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, here we go, 32. As they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name, and they compelled him to go with them that he might carry his cross. Is that our Simon or a different Simon? Simon Peter? A different Simon. It's a different... Everyone's named Simon. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. They came to a place called Golgotha. Golgotha? Golgotha. Usually it was pronounced Golgotha. Golgotha. Again, that's white Christian pronunciation, so who knows? I feel like growing up, it was always Golgotha. Golgotha. Like, like Gargamel. Weird. <laughs> okay, I'll say Golgotha. I have, because... I have no idea, though. Called Golgotha, that is to say, the place of a skull. <laughs> that's really, like, goth. Cool. Very metal, yes. Yeah, very metal. They gave him sour wine to drink mixed with gall. Ew. Gross. That's disgusting. When he had tasted it, he would not drink. Well, duh. When they had crucified him, they divided his clothes. Wait, that was it? I guess so. I'm sorry. We'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see here. Hold on. He's still, he's not (laughs) dead yet. I expected more, okay? (laughs) Everyone was like, it's horrifying, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, is it? I mean, I know it's not like ideal, but okay. okay. Whatever. The Passion of the Christ did a lot more than that. I'm just saying. Okay. Sure. I think we'll. I think there will be more. I think more will happen here. All right. But interesting note. I'm just looking at some of the other translations here. So the idea is, so you know, Simon of Cyrene carried his cross part of the way, 
which I feel like in some tellings mm-hmm. that I remember growing up with, they made a bigger deal out of that happening. And in other ones, it's kind of a side note, like here. Maybe it's bigger in like later stuff. Yeah, yeah. But uh, a few things. One is that Gol- Golgotha, Golgotha, whatever it is. Golgotha, uh, yeah. Eugene translates that as Skull Hill. Cool. So real, real spooky. And according to Eugene, this gross thing that they offered him, he calls a mixture of wine and myrrh and describes it as a mild painkiller, but that Jesus refused to drink it. Oh, that's kind of nice. So I wonder what that's about. I've never heard that. I guess because it's wine. Interesting. Yeah, that's weird. Maybe Eugene was like, sure, he's editorializing there. Right. I think I remember getting that explanation at some point in my upbringing. Oh, really? Yeah, He's like, no, I want to feel it or something. Jeez. Okay. When they had crucified him, they divided his clothing among them, casting lots. What does this say? TR adds that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing, they cast lots. See Psalm 22, 18 and John 19, 24. We're not there yet. (laughs) Stop it with the spoilers, Bible. Gosh. Yeah. And they sat and watched him there. They set up over his head the accusation against him written, this is Jesus, king of the Jews. Yeah, they like put that over his head, right? On a big board or something. Uh, apparently, yeah, above his head, yeah. On a Megatron, yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah, a little read, read report Megatron, I like On that. A Megatron. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Then there were two robbers crucified with him, one on his right hand and one on the left. Those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads. <laughs> And saying, you who destroy the temple and built it in three days, save yourself. If you are the son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests also mocking with the scribes and the Pharisees and the elders said, he saved others, but he can't save himself. If he is king of Israel, let him come down from the cross now and we will believe him. Interesting. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the son of God. The robbers also who were crucified with them cast on him the same reproach. Now, from the sixth hour, noon, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour, 3 p.m. Okay, so three hours have passed. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, Lima, Lama. What? Lima. There's one more word. Sabaton. What is this? Oh, oh yeah. I can't say that word. But anyways, he's saying that, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I've heard that right. before. So uh, something uh, that just you, you yeah. blew past real quick. What? Was saying that from noon until three, yeah. he was there, but also that the whole place was dark. Mm. So, oh, so there was like a... a An eclipse or it just got really cloudy? An eclipse, yeah. Or what? Weird. I, I don't know. Cool. I don't remember that part of the story. I think I remember that from the movie. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I think I remember that in the movie. Do you remember this, Stedeker? I, I sure, I guess. Probably. <laughs> sure. So, yeah. Oh. He's saying, my God, why have you for, forsaken me? Some of them who stood there when they heard it said, this man is calling Elijah. That's random. Elijah? He just went off on a chariot. <laughs> Who cares about that? Well, guy? yeah, but I think the the belief then is that Elijah is still, you know, alive in heaven, mm. and so he's saying maybe that's who they they think that he's calling to Elijah. I guess when he's actually talking to God, I guess is this Hebrew like the Eli Eli Lima Sabach Sinai? What is he saying? I assume so. Okay, maybe. 
Uh, so somebody was like, this man is calling Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him a drink. That's huh. a random drink. Why vinegar? Just to like give him some strength? So that's something that uh, John Dolph the Mike yeah. said something in the chat here that... Oh, to replenish electrolytes. He's heard it argued that there's this mixed drink that had vinegar and salt water that Roman legions would drink to replenish electrolytes, but I don't know if that's what this is or how well argued that case is. Uh, I yeah, know. I heard many other theories. So yeah, there's that argument of like, maybe it was this for for just replenishing electrolytes. Yeah. I've heard, again, the theory that, again, if this is vinegar that's actually like red wine vinegar, that maybe it is like, yeah, to help with pain. Or I'd also heard the theory of like, this is just further adding insult to injury by giving him vinegar to drink instead of water. Yeah. Yeah, the people who okay. really loved, yeah. just so get off on the suffering of Jesus, really lean hard into that I like one. that one, yes. That they were just, just yeah. messing with him. I can understand yeah. that. Yeah, Jay's. The rest said, let him be. Let's see whether Elijah comes to save him. Jesus cried again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top, from the top to the bottom. So, Em, you, you missed a really important detail, and that's that he what? just died. Oh. I, I just wanted you to really cool. take that in. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it kind of again, flew by. <laughs> I'm sorry. The whole freaking thing flew by. It just wasn't yeah. like very... Like, there have yeah. been other things in the Old Testament that were pretty vivid. I'm just going to say, like, vivid. And this was less so. I, I get it. I get that you can extrapolate a lot from, like, what's going on here. <sighs> it's possible the other Gospels are going to go into much more detail. Okay. For yeah, this. maybe. I don't want to, like... I don't want to sound like a terrible person. I'm just... I I This is my first reading of the gospel and everyone mm -hmm. was like, no, it's really graphic. Like I talked to Josh who clearly maybe hasn't read it and he was like, yeah, it's super graphic. <laughs> no, it isn't. Anyways. Yeah, that, that is a great question. Well, that all falls on a scale, right? Yeah. Where, I mean, to a certain extent, this could be graphic. I mean, just describing the very bare basics of a crucifixion is not a walk in the park to yeah. hear about, but it's also not quite modern day Hollywood level of we're going to describe mm -hmm. the blood and guts and Maybe like that's what I was expecting and everything. Just like, like, I just am wondering again how one gets to the passion of the Christ level from that. That's what I'm oh, saying. This is a great question. And I'm actually really yeah. curious to see as we read the rest of the Gospels, if it is just like all this is fan fiction where we've really elaborated on all of this to really play up the the drama and the suffering of it? Or mm -hmm. are the other accounts mo much more graphic and more intense? Because at least this yeah. one's very much like matter of fact, just the facts. It didn't even really describe what crucifixion is or the steps they went yeah. through on it. It was just like, yep. And then he was crucified and they... There was no stigmata. Well, okay. The, so... <laughs> <laughs> what? What? It's our, you know what she's asking. You know. You know what she means, Jace. That there were no nails, Emily. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right. It didn't describe that. So that must be something in other accounts. <sighs> Whatever. Okay. I'm. We're almost done. Behold, the veil of the tent. Okay. So he died. He's he's gone. Yeah. And now this is for so now. He died, and then this is happening. Oh, I see. 
Behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from the top to the bottom. The earth quaked and the rocks were split. The tombs were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised and coming out of the tombs after his resurrection. Okay, so shit got wild. Yeah. That's cool. That's like some Vigo Mortensen shit right there. Like... Like he's raising up all the the army to go fight you love, Mordor. You love that that army of the dead. It's awesome. Okay, <laughs> it's so cool. And Vigo's hot in that movie, um, and just in general. But yeah, okay. I uh, so cool that happened. Now, so okay, they entered into the holy city and appeared to many. Now the centurion. And those with him were watching Jesus when they saw the earthquake and the things that were done feared exceedingly, saying, truly, this was the son of God. Many women were there watching from afar who had followed Jesus from Galilee, serving him. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Joseph. Hostess? Right, Joseph. Didn't we encounter Joseph before? <laughs> I think so, Joseph. yes. And who's James? What? No, but so this is Mary, the mother of Jesus. This is yeah, I know, but he's all, she's also the mother of James and Joseph. <laughs> yes, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. I think I remember those guys. Wow! So Jesus had brothers. Yeah, we discussed this a little bit before that. You know, the Catholics are always going to argue. No, he didn't have biological brothers because Mary has to be a virgin and she stayed a virgin. And then other accounts are like, nah. She's not a yeah, virgin. He, she went on to have many children. Yeah. Get over it. Thank you. When evening had come, a rich man from Arimanthe named Joseph, who himself was also Jesus's disciple, came. Oh, but cool. not Joseph. Not the other disciples. No, not not Dad Joseph or How, stepdad. Why Joseph. Why do they need to name everyone the same name? <laughs> this man went to Pilate and asked for Jesus's body. Then Pilate commanded the body to be given up. Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn out in the rock. Dwayne the Johnson. And he This is this is a lowercase rock. <laughs> yeah. And he rolled a great stone to the door of the tomb and departed. Mary Magdalene was there and the other Mary sitting opposite the tomb. <laughs> now, on the next day, which was the day after the preparation day, the chief priests and the Pharisees were gathered together, together to Pilate saying, Sir, we remember what that deceiver said while he was still alive. After three days, I will rise again. Command, therefore, that the tomb be made secure until the third day, lest perhaps his disciples come at night and steal him away and tell the people he is risen from the dead and the last deception will be worse than the first. Mm. Pilate said to them, you have a guard. Go, make it as secure as you can. So they went with the guard and made the tomb secure, sealing the stone. Okay, now he's going to like wake up and be zombie <laughs> Jesus. Cool. Right. But that's it for that part. But yeah, they, so they're trying to make sure, and this is a, this is fun because I actually I think it's a neat story point. It, yeah, it's a neat story point where they're like, Ooh, they're going to steal him away and then claim some shit, so we've got to prevent that. But then also, yeah, from the Christian storytelling point of view, it's a good piece of your story to be like, look, see, we didn't steal him away, we didn't fake it. They they tried to stop us, right? So they mm. saw all this happen. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. All right. We have one chapter left. We do. And Dedeker's going to take us there. But first, real quick, y'all listening, if you're enjoying this, we would love for you to join us for the next 
gospels and, and all the books for the next hundred years. We would like for you to join us and uh, and to bring all of your friends and come check out the live shows. If you go to drunkbiblestudy.com slash live, you can come join us on our live shows, which we do pretty much every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, so we would love to see you here, but you can get all that information at drunkbiblestudy.com slash live. And if you're able to support us on this show, we also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash drunkbiblestudy. There for becoming a parishioner, we have certain things like early releases of shows, personal toasts on the show, and uh, Emily's drink recipes, as well as our undying love. And we have a couple toasts to give at the end of this episode, so stay tuned for that. Yeah. Woo! All right, folks, we're finishing off our first gospel, our first book of the New Testament. And here we go with Matthew chapter 28. Now, after the Sabbath, as it began to dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. All she's been reduced to, my goodness. Behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from the sky and came and rolled away the stone from the door and sat on it. What? He just perched on it. Yeah, just chilling. Like, hey. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. And it's pretty cool. He's like a lightning elemental. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. I guess either they died or they passed out. Yeah. Yeah. The angel answered the women, Don't be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus, who has been crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, just like he said. Come, see the place where the Lord was lying. Go quickly and tell his disciples. He has risen from the dead, and behold, he goes before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. Wait, so <laughs> can I just ask you a question? Like, mm-hmm. he like apparated out of the tomb and went someplace else entirely? Seems to be what we're implying here, yes. Cool. Okay, got mm-hmm. it. Just, mm-hmm. just wanted to make sure. Okay. Yeah. They departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy. <laughs> and what a combination of sensations. Have I ever fear had a, and joy. Have I had a time in my life where I was both afraid and extremely joyful at the same time? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe on a roller coaster. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, hold on a second. I'm just realizing how weird this is. Wait, so the the Marys are standing outside of the tomb, just kind of hanging out, doing a vigil, and there's guards there too. Mm-hmm. And then this angel shows up, rolls the stone away from the door, sits on it. The guards pass out, I guess. And then he's like, he ain't here. Yeah. It's like, don't go in and look, but he's not here. No, he says go in and look. But then he's like, you should get out of here. Okay, maybe we're just assuming, okay, they went and looked. And then he said, yeah, now get out of here. Yeah. You're wasting my time, kids. Get out of here. Okay. Again, when I was in Jerusalem, there's two different sites. Did you go to the stone? Well, there's two different sites that are claimed to be the tomb. the tomb. So you went to both to make sure that you got the one? Well, one, 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 okay. I did actually, just in case, to okay, cover my bases. Just in case. Yeah, yeah you might as well when you're there. Okay. Um, yeah, so one is located in the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, hence the name of the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. The church, really? Okay. Yeah, well, so, so one of them is the site that, again, like Constantine's mom back in like 300 AD was like, this is this is where it was. Okay. And they built a church over it. 
also fun in that church allegedly also houses like the a stone or the stone from Golgotha where where the crucifixion happened. Oh, okay. And uh, Does yeah, it look like a skull. Skull Hill. Skull Mountain. <laughs> I could not tell because it's literally housed in like a huge altar and you can kind of just like peek at it and maybe touch it. Oh. And then get a little bit squicked out by all the germs because that's literally what everybody does is yeah, they go and touch yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, um, it, gosh, I have so many stories to tell um, about that place because it's got a lot of history to it. It was very spooky, mm. I have to say. I mean, like really beautiful, you know, classic architecture, but like no lights were on. It was all candlelit and it was smoky because there's just a ton of Monks incense. walking around, waving incense around, and um, very. Sp- and then also weird because there's all the religious tourists around who are like and, crying and shit. Yeah, yeah, and, and like all flavors of religious tourists, right? You got the Catholics, you got like the Roman Orthodox, the Greek Orthodox, like the the Midwestern white Christian, like every all all everybody's there. And um, anyway, so yeah, so there's you wait in a long line to be able to go peek at allegedly the place where Christ was buried. But then there's another place that may, maybe is more accurately close to where it possibly was. And I went to that one and it was much more beautiful and spacious and um, had more evangelicals there. So interpret that however you will. Mm, that makes me trust it less, I'll just say. So may, maybe I've been to the tomb of Christ. Maybe. Maybe. Who did they have to pay? You've been closer than either of us have. Well, yeah, <laughs> Who did they have to pay to, like, say, like, this is where it is? Well, one was decided in 300 oh. CE by okay. Constantine's mom. It's a big so deal. I'm pretty sure she just got to say it. Yeah. And then the one, the second one was by the Protestants sometime much, much, much later. So they like paid maybe, a lot of money. Maybe over a thousand years later. Okay. Uh, so they maybe had to, you know, get a petition signed, take it to City Hall. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> do some research on that. Go on. Back to okay. the story. Yeah. Uh, they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples' word. As they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them. Whoa, whoa. Saying, hey. Rejoice. I, I like to think he popped out of a bush. <laughs> yeah. Rejoice. <laughs> Surprise. They came and took hold of his feet and worshiped him. Wow. Okay. Then <laughs> Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers that they should go into Galilee and there they will see me. Now, while they were going, behold, some of the guards came into the city and told the chief priests all the things that had happened. I guess they woke up. They're like, oh, right, those, those guards. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. When they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel, they gave a large amount of silver to the soldiers saying, mm. say that his disciples came by night and stole him away while we slept. Oh, that's like exactly this- the thing we were trying to stop. Yeah. Oh. Whoa. If this comes to the governor's ears, we will persuade him and make you free of worry. Mm. So they took the money and did as they were told. This saying was spread abroad among the Jews and continues until this day. But the 11 disciples went into Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had sent them. When they saw him, they bowed down to him, but some doubted. Jesus came to them and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things that I commanded you. Behold, I am with you always, 
even to the end of the age. Amen. Whoa. Well, that's convenient. Wow. That's the end of Matthew. Goodness gracious. There it is. What, what, do, you, what do you think, Emily? It was a book. <laughs> I, I think it was... <laughs> I don't know. The end was like very neatly tied up in a bow in a way that some of the other books clearly are not. Mm. A lot of the other books end very abruptly and this one was a little bit more neat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I guess it will be. It left a lot more stuff than I expected kind of unresolved. Yeah. Like this thing about where he came back to the 11 that were still living and that it's like, yeah, some of them doubted him and others worshipped. We won't say who or how many, or what ended up happening. But, you know, just a little side note. It's like there are all these little side notes where I'm like, I remember this being a bigger part of the story growing up. So I'm curious if we will get more fleshed out versions of that in the other Gospels. So, oh, somebody just asked in the chat, did it feel different from the Old Testament reading? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was... I think that there was a little bit more character development and it stuck with one person so much that it was really interesting from that standpoint. And I mean, just again, I'm bringing my own baggage into it Mm -hmm. while reading it to a degree. And so it's interesting kind of parsing that out with like just what I read, which isn't always as intense or evangelical or whatever as I expect it to be. So, Mm. yeah. Yeah, it was fascinating. Mm. Well, you'll notice, Emily, that at least so far, nothing about this being a sacrifice, nothing about your sins going away. It just kind of happens. It's like, what is it for? That's what I was saying, though. Like, what is it for? (laughs) Like, people are putting Mm. what it's for onto it after Mm. the fact. Like, they can interpret that. And the whole Mm. point is, like, they're not supposed to interpret it, right? Like, the only people who are supposed to interpret that are, like, God and Jesus. It just happens. And, like, you just have to... See, like, what happens between God and Jesus stays between God and Jesus? I don't know. what you're saying? I don't know. I just... I don't know why, like, people... It's just religion, man. Religion is kind of Mm. mucked all this up, clearly. Mm. Maybe it's just a big old book about... (laughs) a big old mass of people that did some stuff and you know there's mm. you can take what you want out of it and that's about it maybe you don't have to like put so much crap onto it right you're not wrong you're not Thanks. wrong <laughs> i i wanted to share with you so i really quickly looked up kind of like you know the all the alternative locations that are claimed to be the tomb of christ uh-huh so so yeah so there's the church of the holy sepulcher that's in the old city of jerusalem uh, the garden tomb is the one that I went to. So the garden tomb was uh, unearthed in 1867. And again, okay. that's more of the Protestants consider that might be the tomb of Jesus. It's been- Yeah, much later. Yeah. Archaeologists have dated it to like 8th or 7th centuries BC. So it is quite an old tomb. Who knows if it was Christ's tomb or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's three others that are listed here. Three? Yes, so so Dedeker, you got to go back. The Talpiot, I know I didn't get, catch them all. Well, yeah, there was a third one in Jerusalem, the Talpiot tomb. There's one in Kashmir, so hard mm. for me to get to that oh. one. There's one in Japan. Okay, now I'm sorry. What? I need to. Okay, I'm going to just read. This is just a paragraph. I'm going to read to you about allegedly the tomb of Jesus that is in Japan. So Shingo Village in Japan 
contains another location of what is purported to be the last resting place of Jesus, uh, the so-called tomb of Jesus or Christo Nohaka, like it says on the tin, um, and the residence of Jesus's last descendants, the family of Sajiro Sawaguchi. According to the Sawaguchi family's claims, Jesus did not die on the cross at Golgotha. Uh, instead, his brother, Isukiri, took his place on the cross while Jesus fled across Siberia to Mutsu province in Northern Japan. Once in Japan, he changed his name to Torai Tora Daitenku, became a, rice, <laughs> became a rice farmer, married a 20-year-old Japanese woman named Miyuko and raised three daughters near what is now Shingo village. While in Japan, it is asserted that he traveled, learned, and eventually died at the age of 106. His body was exposed on a hilltop for four years. They don't say why. What? <laughs> according, according to the customs of the time, Jesus's bones were collected, bundled, and buried in the mound purported to be the grave of Jesus Christ. I feel like I need to go down a much deeper yeah. rabbit hole about all of this. And yeah. wow. now this is on my list. You know, as someone who travels to Japan quite regularly, got to put this on the list. It's up in Aomori. I mean, we're going to be there in a couple months. We should take uh, a trip. We're going. Take I'm sorry, we're going. Okay, yeah, maybe in January happen. we can all go. Yeah, we're. it's <laughs> like it's decided now. Probably not too far on the Shinkansen, Aomori. It's probably a couple yeah. hours. Yeah. Obviously, okay. we're Great. going. All right. We'll, Holy we'll shit. Goodness. I do want to learn more about this, though. That's super fascinating. It, it reminds me of the whole Mormon thing of Jesus coming yes. to America. But in theirs, at least, he did die, came back, and then went to America. But this is interesting with the whole switcheroo where he swapped himself out for his brother. Uh, yeah, I just, I can't even, wow. Yeah, like his brother, who has a Japanese name for some reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's about so four weird. hours on the Shinkansen. We could do it. Okay. Could be a weekend trip. Yeah, we Hell could yeah. do a little weekend trip. Hell okay. yeah. Okay. I've never been to Aomori, so. There's a yeah. first time for everything. Um, but no, yeah, that, that is wild. They're like, no, no, no. And then he had a family, became a rice farmer. And died he, at 106? Died Sounds 106. like a nice little life. Gave him a sky burial. It was great. Wow. wow. Amazing. Okay, um, okay. I don't want okay. us to spend all of our energy on this because we need to get ourselves ready. Emotionally for ready for the quiz. A quiz and for watching some Professor Brothers. Or Are we doing that right now? Listening to Professor Brothers. Let's do all of that in our bonus episode. Okay. So okay. let's let's wrap this one up here. Wait, no. Let's toast. We do have toasts. You're so right. You're so right. Thank you for the reminder. Yes. This is an amazing, wonderful day. Yeah, yes, so we, we have two parishioners to toast. We have Stephanie and we have Amy. Woo! Oh. Thank you to Ooh, Stephanie and thank Stephanie you to Amy. And, Amy. And, and I think this is auspicious timing that you're being toasted. It's perfect. On the day that Christ was, ha, was dead and risen. Yeah. yeah. Such yeah. a big day. It's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And may your support keep us from dying. But if we do die, help us to raise ourselves from the dead as a podcast. Yes. Goodness. Gosh, geez. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're going to keep going on as a podcast, Edgar. We're seeing this thing through. We're in it <laughs> yeah. to win it. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty, everyone. Now, Jace, you can cue the music. Thank you for joining us for Bible Study today. If you want to join the audience in our live stream shows, follow us on Twitch at Drunk Bible Study or go to drunkbiblestudy.com slash live. If you want even more Drunk Bible Study, including early releases, cocktail recipes, personal toasts on the show and more, 
Become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunkbiblestudy. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and write us a nice review on iTunes, letting other people know what you like about it. You can also join fellow listeners in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group or on our Discord server, discord.drunkbiblestudy.com. Find us on Twitter at Drunk Bible Cast, on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study, or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Jace Lindgren, Dedeker Winston, and me, Emily Matlack. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album Home of the The The. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. Yeah.